This message comes from NPR sponsor Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell and show up exactly the way you want to. Customize your online store to your style. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash NPR. Today on the State of Ukraine, are rural Americans turning against U.S. support of Ukraine? I'm Greg Dixon in Kyiv. U.S. support of Ukraine has been crucial in that country's fight against Russia. But a growing number of conservative Americans, especially in rural towns, say it's time for military and financial aid for Ukraine to end. And this dramatic shift is shaping the GOP presidential primary. Here's NPR's Brian Mann. In Tupper Lake, a tiny town in upstate New York, Stephen Whitley is loading his pickup truck. Asked about the massive flow of U.S. aid to Ukraine, he puts up a hand as if to say, stop. I think they ought to spend a lot more money at home and take care of our own people. Whitley's a white-haired guy who wears a pro-Trump T-shirt. He says Russia's invasion of Ukraine is none of our business, and he thinks leaders on both sides of the war are equally at fault. Well, they're both kind of bad people. You know what I mean? It's like two bad people. Let them take care of it. Initially, there was widespread Republican support for Ukraine. A Pew survey in May of 2022 found only 17 percent of GOP voters thought the Biden administration was doing too much to help the war effort. But polls conducted over the last year show a rapid shift. A CNN survey found 76 percent of conservatives now oppose more U.S. funding and weapons. Different surveys have confirmed waning Republican support. The facts, I think, are undeniable. William Galston is a senior fellow at the Brookings Institution who studied this trend. He says overall American support for Ukraine remains solid, especially among Democrats. But he thinks populism and isolationism are changing how many GOP voters see the world. This is an area where the America first rubber really hits the road. NPR interviewed conservative voters from small towns across the U.S. and heard this broadly isolationist sentiment again and again. Michael Wetter lives in Stewart, Florida. I don't think that they should be sending 30, 40, 50 billion dollars of there, especially when the man... Like a lot of people we spoke to, Wetter says he gets his information about the war from Fox News and other right-wing sources that regularly air views critical of Ukraine, including some claims that are false, like this debunked conspiracy theory. I've seen in alternative news sources that Ukraine was housing a bunch of biological weapons factories. Mainstream news coverage of the war has portrayed the brutality of Russia's invasion and Moscow's well-documented war crimes. But some of the most influential media voices on the right, including Tucker Carlson, paint a very different picture, describing Ukraine as a corrupt society led by a warmongering government. Ukraine is a democracy, we're told. That's why we're on the side of Ukraine. The problem is that is a lie. Ukraine is not a democracy. Ukraine is a corrupt one-party state. Until recently, Carlson was the most popular right-wing personality on Fox News. Conservative voters interviewed by NPR also said their views are influenced by Donald Trump, the frontrunner in the GOP presidential primary and the most high-profile skeptic on Ukraine aid. Appearing on Fox News, Trump promised to force an end to the conflict. I would tell Zelensky, you gotta settle. I would tell most experts say forcing Ukraine into a peace deal now would mean giving major territorial concessions to Russia. But many GOP voters we talked to say they believe the former president. We didn't have no wars under Trump. We had strength through peace. James Batchelder from West Topsom, Vermont, said the right-wing media sources he trusts convinced him that Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is corrupt, not a real ally. He's not a good person. 
just like any other dictator from a social communist country. Like In fact, Ukraine's not a socialist or a communist country, and Zelensky's not a dictator. Clifford Smith is a conservative foreign policy expert who's written about the Republican shift away from supporting Ukraine. Smith himself backs Ukraine funding and supports the Reagan-era vision of America playing a big role overseas, especially when democracies are threatened. But he thinks GOP voters have changed. It's certainly possible somebody uh, very skeptical of helping Ukraine could get the Republican nomination, and that's that, that could be a disaster. Some Republicans have tried to push back against this isolationist sentiment and against these false narratives and called for more Ukraine aid. But the response among conservative voters appears tepid. Listen to how a crowd reacted when former Vice President Mike Pence delivered what was meant to be an applause line on Ukraine. He spoke during a campaign appearance in Iowa. A year and a half ago, Russia had the second most powerful military in the world. Today, they have the second most powerful military in Ukraine. All right, that's progress. Experts say halting or radically cutting U.S. aid would leave Ukrainians vulnerable, making it nearly impossible to defend themselves. It would also signal a lack of commitment to U.S. allies. But many of the small-town voters shaping the GOP presidential primary told NPR those aren't their top concerns. They said politicians should focus instead on problems like jobs, inflation, and gas prices closer to home. Brian Mann, NPR News. Thanks for listening to the State of Ukraine from NPR News. We'll see you again soon. Support for NPR and the following message come from Bombas. Bombas makes absurdly soft socks, underwear, and T-shirts. And for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com NPR and use code NPR.